Okay, and we are live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Fedor. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, anyone, everyone, we did it. Another Friday. Another week has passed us. Another, another week of events, of teaching moments, experiences, of knowledge retained, forgotten, and dismissed. Some of it noted for future references, and some of it of immediate use. But we are here, together, living simultaneously, breathing the exact same air. Hello. I'm glad you're with me this week, because it... I don't know about you, I sincerely hope that your week has been fantastic. It has been triumphant and accomplishing. You have been able to... You've been able to just crush every task, every challenge, every obstacle which has been in front of you. And you, and you alone, through your own strength and perseverance, have conquered every single one of those. I sincerely hope that that is the case. And if it is not, if you failed in some points, if you had a couple of setbacks, if you feel that something just didn't come to what you wanted to wanted it to or expected it to that's okay that is life that is unfortunately a part of our world and just being human it's okay if you put forth your best effort in order to triumph that's all right what matters is that you tried you can keep going do it again tomorrow is a new day take time to Reflect, replenish yourself, and try again. It has been a hell of a week. A hell of a week. And I will tell you exactly why. If it sounds as if I'm tired, then yes, you are right, my dear listener. I am indeed quite tired. And... No, I'm not sick. I, I'll explain everything, but just, just know it has been quite a week for me. And I will tell you what all, right here, right now, on the Frankly Speaking on Friday's podcast. And I'm realizing that my mic, my mic, my mic is a little hot. So let me lower that bad boy a little bit. I have the ability with a soundboard. It's fantastic. As always... I commemorate my streams, my podcasts with a shot. So here's to number eight. Here's to the end of October. My goodness. Today is October 29th, 2021 at 726 Eastern time. Uh, calculate that according to your current time. But yeah, that's what it is for me at this exact time precise moment of streaming and recording. So, cheers. A shot, a commemoration to episode 8 of the podcast. To you, getting through another week. To me, getting through another week. And together, that we shall survive, strive, and persevere through another week. Ugh. Cheap gin. 
No, I actually never drink out of this shot glass before either. Um, as you may or may not know, I'm actually from Illinois in the United States, a northwest suburb of Chicago. And my family actually grew up and was installed, I suppose, within Chicago. My family migrated to the United States. And on the front of this shot glass, it says Al Capone. And 100 proof rye whiskey, Prohibition whiskey, Chicago original. Interesting thing about my family Capone is that, um, now my grandfather, but my great grandfather actually worked for Capone as a bartender. Uh, a story he could tell. Anyway, I'm going to try and make this podcast a little bit shorter on things just because of the fatigue that I'm currently feeling and just because I want to stream later this evening as well. We still need to eat dinner and I'm doing this podcast late just because of the trying day that we we had. And when I say we, I mean Shelbyst and myself. But um, before I get into the meat of things, as I've been saying a lot, my past couple of weeks have been a lot of like, you know, meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. Uh, some minor things happened, but then there was a major thing which happened, which is obviously the main point of discussion. So, um, let's dive into the potatoes. The potatoes, potatoes is that, as I said last week, Shelby's and I have been rigorously, tirelessly, uh, just dedicating hours upon hours every single day for the past two weeks, essentially, uh, just learning about our new job. And I'm just going to say what it is just because it makes more sense. Essentially, we're trying to be licensed in order to be insurance brokers within our state for both health and life. And there is so much information. There is so much information uh, in insurance for policies, for individual policies, for family policies, group policies. And that goes for both life and health. And there's quite a bit of history that we need to know as well. And the reason why we're doing this is just because of new job prosperities, because of financial gain, because of being our own bosses, making our own times, and still being able to be fiscally gaining as a result. So we have been working tirelessly for the past two weeks, learning, memorizing, and just gorging ourselves in this information and this new career. Well, career, temporary career, we honestly don't know. We are just doing our best. And today at noon Eastern time, we began our state exam. Uh, and I will say this right here, right now, because I know my family listens and they do not know the results of my exam, nor Shelby's exam. So I will say this much. This is a, uh, God, what, what do you call it? A, um, 
if you're my family and it's not past Sunday for our, for our uh, talking to each other, we have our phone calls. You know, I said this before, but if you are listening, dadism, momism, broism, sisism, stepbroism, nephewsism, <laughs> that one's a bit of a mouthful. But if my family is listening to this podcast before Sunday, the 31st Halloween, turn away now. Do not listen. Spoiler alert. Do not listen, because I want to share the results with my listeners of this podcast, but not with you. So, pause, not pause, skip forward like five minutes, at least. No spoilers. Capiche? Huh? <laughs> Fapism family word? You skip ahead, you don't know? Stay in the mystery. The mystery of magic and truth revealing. But yeah, seriously, uh, familyism, just don't listen for like the next five minutes. So, here's the thing. Uh, Shelby and I, through just our couple of weeks of just rigorously working through this information, trying to memorize it, trying to just, just comprehend everything. We got through our preliminary exam, you know, the pre-exam so that we can take the actual state exam. And I'll be honest with you, Shelby's is a fucking amazing uh, insurance broker. Oh my God. Just based on her test results and what she's been doing, she, she knows her shit. And it is astounding. And I'm impressed and I'm proud. She does great stuff. She, she's kind of, she reminds me a bit of my brother, uh, purely for the sake of if she wants to accomplish something, she puts her mind to it. She does it. There is no doubt in my mind that no matter what she does, she will be successful at it. And just studying this material with her proved it because her test results for all the mock testing uh, testing for all of the uh, just minor testing that we should that we did she blew me away in all those results I'm slow and I'm meticulous in what I do and that's why I succeed with a lot of the things that I do but she does it and it's astounding what she can retain so props to her she was able to pass all three of the mock exams, each one becoming a little bit more harder, uh, just because of, you know, time restrictions or amount of questions or the combination of the two. She passed all three of those in total yesterday. This morning, I passed my first one and barely got through it. She is amazing. I get by. Unfortunately, that says something, but I'm smart in my own right. Uh, anyway, so come 12 o'clock um, was our uh, our prep, I suppose you'd call it, for the exam. We logged on to the website. We, uh, 
What the hell do we do? Made sure that I had to, I have three monitors. I had to unplug my two side monitors because the program that they used in order to test us virtually detected my side monitors. And they were so picky that they, those two couldn't be attached. We had to clear our desks of all paper, of all anything. And even when we thought that we had to show our, you know, pre-qualified certificates saying, yes, we did pass, you know, pre-exam. We're supposed to be here. They're like, no, toss that out of arm's length to the point where I'm, again, I record these podcasts on my NTG, Rode NTG5. I was talking to them uh, through my Rode NT2A. The monitor for this exam thought that for security reasons, my Rode NT2A was, <laughs> was um, a, a security hazard for some reason. It's a microphone. It's plugged into a very obvious soundboard. It does not project anything back. It just takes in. But somehow, for some reason... That was a problem. Again, family, if you're tuning in right now, do not. To, I'm not done yet. I spiel. That's what I do. That's what these podcasts are for. So, no, shush. Bye, family. Bye. Bye, familyism. Just, no, 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 So, not only did we have to do that, but we also had to take pictures of our license with our webcams. We had to take pictures of our surrounding areas with our webcam. And then after submitting all that, we had to reassure the moderator who came in after the fact, who was like, yes, uh, show me everything within your room. And then I had to move my microphone arm literally as far as it could extend to my left because it was a security hazard. Now, my experience with the moderator is entirely different with Shelby's. I, hey, I, I could have. I don't know, man. <laughs> Velocifasa says, thank God I was concerned you're going to ruin it for them. I haven't ruined it yet. This is just our experience. I'll ruin it for them soon. Which, again, familyism, turn away. You know, another five minutes. Uh, probably ten at this point. Leave me alone. <laughs> Unless it's past Sunday, October 31st. Then, by all means, listen. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, so we we just we were in our separate rooms. I was in my studio. Shelby's was in her room, and um, uh, I had a dude who was fine with everything. He couldn't call me through my computer for some reason. I guess I don't have that tech set up on my beast for whatever reason. But I went through fairly easily, and then my test began. And I think I was done with my test. I was allotted a total of um, a little over three hours, maybe three hours exactly. I think it was three hours exactly. One and a half hours of it or so, uh, or two hours of it was dedicated to like usual, I don't want to say usual, but you know, like the basis of things like health and life insurance, uh, situations, stipulations, and anything and everything else in between and then there was a secondary exam which was state specific 
laws and what the rights and the power of the commissioner is and uh, everything which involves us uh, producers and uh, independent brokers. So I took my time with these tests because the first... Technically, here's the thing, is that the training module that we used uh, required 85% over in order for us to be able to pass the training module. The state exam is a little bit less, I'll say. So it was intended to act as a buffer for our training. And thank God for that. So... Oh, hi, Shelby's. Yeah, that nap. I have a, uh, I have a, I have a note on my door, obviously saying that I'm doing the podcast. I'll wrap it up quickly, uh, as best as I can so that we can continue for our evening. But, um, I'm talking about the exam, which again, familyism, no listening, skip ahead still. Uh, I haven't revealed the results just yet. Uh, so, um, we took our exams. Shelby's finished before I did, which was expected just because of she's just on point with this information as I expressed previously. She's just she knows her shit without a doubt. Um, but I finished my exam. Uh, everything got submitted, even though it seemed like there was maybe a discrepancy. There was not. Everything was fine. Everything went through. Uh, and I wasn't sure exactly when I would receive the results just because I thought maybe I'd get an email, which I did hours later. Uh, but, uh, it was more like five minutes later, which feels more appropriate considering that it was virtual and it was online and it was electronic. Why wouldn't they be able to get the results in almost immediately, which they did. So, yay. So I eventually was able to find out where and how in order to find what my results were. And as I was viewing the results and I decided to get printer paper in order to print said results, Shelbeast came into my studio and uh, lo and behold, excitement was upon the both of us. So yes, the both of us past our state exam two weeks of just unbridled studying and full engrossment of this information we passed our state exam the next thing that we have to do really is just um, submit our application for licensing to the state we don't have to get fingerprints, as far as we can tell. And, um, we would, we'll, we'll be licensed within our state and we can begin work immediately and start earning some money and providing a good service for the people of our state, uh, properly insuring them for health insurance for life insurance for proper riders uh, it's just anything and everything we will be able to provide such a thing 
And you know what? It's wholesome to think about it, especially considering the life insurance policy that I've had for nearly 30 years. I'm reviewing it and I'm looking through it right now. I'm like, yeah, it was thoughtful for my parents to have left that to me, but oof, that face value. What can I do about that? And now I know what I can do about that. So it is a, it's a, uh, it's a blessing. It's not a blessing. It's, yeah, you know what? I'll say it's a blessing. It's, I'm thankful to know the information that I do. Not only be able to help other people out, but just myself and my family as a consultant, just because there's a lot about insurance that people don't know, and they probably should. Just for the sake of knowing what the options are for yourself and your family if you have one. So, yeah, we're... Our minds are just rigorously fucked and exhausted right now. Uh, hence my energy and probably the same of Shelby's. Uh, so, yeah, it's... We're going to survive. We're going to get through it. Velocifasa says, Dang, I was hoping you'd build anticipation a bit more. I'm sorry I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm not creative or clever enough in order to build a little bit more. Surprisingly, that's the potatoes. Now, um, so, yay. All right, familyism, you can come back in if you haven't already. I'm sure you've listened to this past Sunday because I don't even know what episode my father listens to because he can't listen to the full hour that I normally produce. I'm sure he won't listen to this by Sunday. I hope not. Anyway. If you do, if any of my familyism does, keep it a secret until Sunday, until we talk on, you know, Halloween. So, uh, I know that the next story, the meat, as I have been calling it, unfortunately, other story, I know that Velocifasa and Shelbyst, well, Shelbyst was there, Velocifasa heard the evening of, of this story, but uh, the rest of my listeners of the podcast have not, and I feel it is necessary for me in which to share this experience and this story, uh, and I'll I'll do my best to make it quote-unquote quick, and I can't say it's not going to be emotionless, because it was, oh boy, it was, it was something. Also, the uh, network for my dropped frames is uh, increasing a bit. It's at 1.1 right now, so I'll keep an eye on that. And yes, if you hear this, I, I'm messing with my, my little squishy ball that I have, which was gifted to me almost a year ago now uh, from Shelbyst. It's, it's fun to diddle-doodle around with. So here's the thing. I ended my podcast last week, and I was more uppity and buppity about things. On the following Saturday, the next day, Shelby's and I, we have a, another job that we do, a seasonal job, which is actually working for her father in order to trim some cemeteries uh, for, precisely. And it's a good, it's decent amount of money. I certainly cannot complain. Get outside, I travel outside my, uh, my uh, my condo, her condo, and we get some fresh air, some good exercise. We smell some gasoline. Who 
I mean, who doesn't like that? It was a good time. I mooed at some cows. <laughs> I I can't complain. It's it's a great job. And I'll, we just trim headstones um, around and in the middle. And it's it's good, honest work. And I always enjoy good, honest work. But we get done doing our good, honest work. And... We're still at her parents' place. We say goodbye to some memorabilia, which consisted of uh, some, our previous workplaces t-shirt, just because there's still a little bit of grudge within the both of us of treatment and just of our potential not being fully utilized, which is unfortunate of the owner and of the management to not see and put forth as our full potential in order to better ourselves and the company. But we left that, but we got a bunch of uniforms and shirts, so we decided to discard those shirts. We decided to cast those away, literally, into flames. Just because it was a bad experience for the both of us, and more for Shelby's than myself, just because she was there for longer, and dealing with more personnel on staff than I was because I was more just roaming about doing my own thing, cleaning and creating my own projects, which I saw and needed to be done. So we got done with that and then it was time to say goodbye, to drive home and to uh, just relax. And on that Saturday, our initial plans was to do our job discard of our previous job memories and then physically anyway and then go home and relax a little bit maybe shower but then continue our studies so we were driving i was driving she was accompanying and as we were driving back home about a mile away from where we uh were driving from we're driving along an interstate road. And as we're driving along, we noticed that there was something in the middle of the road. And we're like, oh, look at that. It looks like a pile of something. Okay. Get a little bit closer. We recognize that it is some sort of creature. So we're like, oh, poor deer. That's, that's really unfortunate. We get closer. We recognize that it is not a deer. It is smaller, but brown with some white, and it is, in fact, a dog. We're like, whoa, that's, that's sad, but, you know, maybe it was wild. Uh, we don't know. Just before we're about to pass it, we get a clear look, and the dog that we see in the middle of the interstate looked as if it was wearing some sort of garment, but it was indeed fresh. And as we passed by, we both were talking and thought to ourselves, you know, that is a dog. That, that is, that's a dog that's fresh. It looks too fresh. Uh, should we, should we stop? Should we turn around? Should we at least get it out of the interstate? And after a little bit of contemplation, 
yes, we decided to highway, not interstate, uh, highway. So after a little bit of back and forth, ultimately, yes, we decided to turn around. And at the very least, we decided we need to get that dog, the dog's body, just out of the highway, out of the middle of the highway, into the medium, so that the body is at least preserved and not crushed any types of further. So I make a U-turn. We get back to a median where you can, you know, come on or off of. And we park as close as we possibly can to it. Put the car into gear. Uh, not to gear, into park. Turn on the flashers. And because we just got done working, uh, trimming cemeteries, Shelby changes her pants. So uh, as we went to look and to see, you know, what was happening, she gave me her sweatpants that she used for work. Uh, just no more than, you know, half hour to 40 minutes ago. Is that here, just... Put your arms into the into the pants legs and do what you need to do. Uh, before that, I got closer to see, you know, what I was looking at. The garment that we thought was garment was not garment. It was actually the skin of a dog of the dog being pulled back, its innards and its intestines being strung out and laying on the asphalt of the highway. So, looking at that, uh, I took the sweatpants, and when the cars were done passing and I had a clearing, and luckily, even beforehand, the cars were kind enough to just merge into one lane in order to give me more space, which I was most gracious for, so thank you for those who did that. Uh, but I put my my arms into the legs of the sweatpants and I went on there and I got a closer look at the dog and yeah the intestines were out there was a clear yeah d children anyone everyone this is going to get graphic but I feel it is necessary in which to explain so I get out there uh arms and pant legs and as I get out there, I get a clear, good look at this dog. Yeah, the skin was just was just pulled and ripped away in that one area, uh, kind of close to the lower belly. Uh, actually, you know, if you were to like hold, it was uh, it was lying on its right side, so its left side was facing me, but the left side, you know, below our floating rib. If you can feel that, if you can imagine that, that skin was basically pulled apart. There was a clear hole coming out from it. And intestines was coming out of that hole, which was deep and gaping. And I could clearly see into the body of the dog. There was just a pool of blood where it was coming out. So it was obviously hemorrhaging. And the face of the dog... I, I'm more than certain that not only was the face crushed from impact, but its neck probably snapped. Its jaws just 
didn't look correct. So uh, I took maybe this 25 pound looking beagle. You could identify the species or the type of dog no more than 10 feet away, 15. And I decided to take, you know, the, the torso, essentially. I, I took the torso. I tried to tuck my head as best as I could under my left arm. And I was dragging the body away. And as I was doing so, in order to bring it to the median, the intestine was dragging along behind it and the back nails of the dog was obviously just scraping against the asphalt as I was dragging it but I eventually was able to get it to uh out of the highway out of the car's ways of of uh, potentially running through it and uh, we were able to place the dog's body into the middle of the median in a grassy area. Uh, and we thought that was the end of it. We did our good deed. We were, we were there. We helped preserve the body. As we were walking back to my car, PT, because I name all my objects, my car is named PT, as we were walking to, back to my car in order to just drive away, thinking that, you know, everything is done, we look across the street, and there was a woman who was holding a obviously homemade knot blanket who yelled across the highway once she saw us walking away. She yelled and asked, Is she dead? To which I then said yeah and she broke down crying because she was the owner and she came across the highway to us sobbing uh, and luckily we were a good distance away from the dog at this point and um God, she uh, she just basically said, you know, that's that's my dog. I need to get her. And I said, I don't think it's a good idea that you go and see her right now. And she said, well, I have to get her. I have to get her. She's my dog. I can't just leave her there. To which Shelby's then said, is it okay? Or, uh, you know, would it be a good idea if he took your blanket and went over and wrapped up the dog for you. And she said, yes, that would be okay. So I took the blanket. I went back to the dog and I laid the blanket out in full. And this time I didn't have the sweatpants, so I used my bare hands and I put my hands on the, on the dog's torso and I, as carefully as I possibly could, I dragged the dog onto the blanket, into the middle of the blanket, making sure that the head was as secure as I possibly could make it, into the middle. And unfortunately, the string of intestine that was continuously dragging out longer and longer 
I had to kind of pinch that with my thumb and my index finger in order to bring that onto the blanket so that it would shield her, the owner, hopefully from seeing anything of gore. And so I wrapped up the dog and concealing it as best as I possibly could. And I picked it up and I began walking it over to her. And uh, when I got there, I... Like, what can you say? What can you do? I handed the dog over to her. And I said, you know, I recommend that you hold her from, you know, the torso and the bottom. Because I know where the wound is. And if she wasn't holding it from the bottom, then more would spill out. So she um, held her dog crying as you can imagine as we all would and um, I said to her you know our condolences to you and she said thank you and then she walked across the street and uh, the highway rather and I could see where she was walking to it was just a house right in the clearing the first one off of the highway and there was a red car with someone standing there waiting for them. Shelby and I get back into my car and we start driving away and Shelby's conveys to me that while I was wrapping up the dog that the owner that woman not only was this the second dog that they have lost to the highway. But she had that specific dog. That dog, female beagle, was 10 years old. And she had that dog, that beagle, since it was six weeks old. And what happened was of no fault of anyone. The dog was tied up on a collar, on a leash. They were planning on going to their, she was planning on visiting her, her mother. And I guess the collar broke. The dog was let free as a result of escaping the collar. And it ran towards the highway. And that highway, I think the minimum speed limit is either 55 or 65. If a dog comes running out, if anything comes running out of that speed, no matter your reaction time, unless it's literally a mile away. But knowing how busy that highway is, there was not enough time to react appropriately. Locking up your brakes, turning on the emergency brakes. There, there was nothing. So, Shelby's conveyed that to me as we drove away. And, uh, Shelby says 60, and most people were going 70. Yeah, myself included. So, um, she shares that with me. We share with her mom, just to, you know, kind of vent. I walked away with, you know, 
Yes, I did disinfect myself just because I had the dog's blood on my hand, a little bit on my forearm, and on my shirt. Because of the pandemic, I have disinfectant in, you know, hand sanitizer in my car. So I, uh, I did my best in which to clean myself off and disinfect myself. But, um, yeah, after we talked with her mother, a lot of the ride was in silence, just because, um, we felt that we lost our own pet, and we both have lost pets. We both have been there when a beloved pet has passed away in our presence and uh, otherwise. So we could truly feel for this owner. We won't be able to absolutely 100% be able to relate. Not at all. But we felt that we lost a pet too. And um, we feel okay now. At the time, we did not. But we both feel as if that we walked away from that situation that, you know, we did a good deed. We were good Samaritans trying to just make the best of a bad situation by attempting to preserve that dog's body by bringing it out of the middle of the highway, which was very recent. Uh, I don't know how many minutes may or may not have passed by the time that we got there, but within those minutes, considering how busy that highway is, how many people passed not bothering to consider this was someone's dog? What would I want someone to do if it was my dog? And that's what we did. We pulled over. We took the time to help preserve the body. We weren't expecting to see the owner, not by any means. But we can only hope that to the owner, that they may find some sort of comfort knowing that someone was there. Some people were there, and some people cared enough to... Preserve the good memory and the good image that that dog held in their minds. I can only hope, and I still hope, that that owner did not open the blanket. I know how human curiosity is, but I can only sincerely hope that she did not draw open that blanket. <sighs> God, six days, <clears throat> excuse me, six days later, still, still hard to tell a little bit. Easier now, but still hard to tell. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's my week. That's my meat and my potatoes for the week. But, I was going to research, you know, draw up an article of like the importance of 
of having a pet in your life or this or that or some sort of benefit of having an animal under your care and under your love and who loves you back. Uh, but every time I began to do so, I just thought, you know, how that family is without their beloved pet, tragically stricken from them early. And I just, I couldn't do so. All I can do is just impart my wisdom and impart um, my experience with my pets. And the people that I associate myself with, they're good people. I know that they love and they treat their pets with great care, with great tenderness and with great love. And I'm grateful and fortunate to know these people and consider them and call them my friends. And I, and I hope and believe that my listeners of my podcast, of my live streams, gaming or otherwise, are people of that caliber as well. And I just want to remind you and say to you all that if you do have a pet, hell, if you even have a loved one, whether it be a pet or a human, a family member, a friend, know that life is unpredictable and life can just be taken at any moment for no cause, for no purpose, for no reason. So the people in your lives that you care about that you want to keep in your life and that you value, let them know. Give your, give your uh, animal a, uh, another pet. Maybe spoil them a little bit this evening. Give them some catnip. Give them a treat. Give them a milk bone. Uh, you know, call up uh, your family or your friends. Send them a text. Be like, hey, just thinking about you. Know that I care. That's it. Just... Just preserve life in the moment for what it is. Shelby says, always get an animal from a local shelter. Yes, absolutely. Um, the four cats that we have right now Mally and Remy, that Shelby owns, and Rocky and Chalk, that I own. All four of them came from the same shelter. We adopted all of ours. Just because they were surrendered or abandoned. And that's not fair to them. So, we always advocate adoption. Um, and I hope you do too. And if even if you haven't adopted, please consider some donations to your local shelter. Uh, they they will need the supplies, as ours does right now. We're working on it. We are working on it. We will get them the supplies soon, hopefully. So, yeah, so from the studying, from the exam earlier today, I actually took an exam twice. I took the mock exam, which was 200 questions, and then I took the actual exam, which was 150. 
Uh, I'm, I'm mentally fatigued. And I passed both of them. Spoilers. Familyism. So, um, yeah, just make sure that the ones who are alive that you care for, let, remind them that you care for them. And that's all I really have to say. Do good deeds. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So much for spoilers. <laughs> Oh, God, as I wipe a tear off my cheek, I got things I got to do. So I am going to cut this podcast early here. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, you can email the podcast at fsofpodcast at gmail.com for topics of discussion, for questions, for advice, inquiries, just to say hello, fsofpodcasts. It will be out as soon as I possibly can edit and upload these things. They'll be found on YouTube at Fabism Plays. It will also be found on Apple's podcast and Spotify at the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. Or if you want, just look up me, Frank Pador, and it should pop up as well. Um, I think that's everything. In all honesty, I will be streaming later this evening. It might be 9 30 uh eastern time at uh fapism plays uh twitch.tv slash fapism plays um we'll be up later shelby and i streaming a couple of things just to relax and unwind uh if you have narration and voice acting needs you can Email me at frankpador at padorstudios.com or check out the website padorstudios.com. Check it out. Listen to some samples. Send me an inquiry and you can get a one-hour free consultation Zoom meeting with me to discuss your project. So, that's the podcast. It's short, I know. Apologies, but um, I'm tired and that story exhausts me even further so thank you for listening take care of yourselves again pet your pets one more time spoil them a little bit this evening and tell your friends and family that you care and love that you care and you're thinking about them so all right take care i'll see you all next week hopefully with a little better upbeat <laughs> of a story in a week uh but yeah just life is strange so Take care of yourselves. Remember to keep practicing no matter what it is, so long as it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. I'm just, I'm going to practice just, um, what am I going to practice? I'm going to practice um, perseverance. Keep going uh, for the continuing betterment of myself and the people around me and what I can do for them and the animals around me. I hope you do the same. So, thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves and, uh, I'll see you later this evening if you're going to tune in. Otherwise, I will see you next week, which will be, oh God, it will be November 5th, 2021. So take care. I'll talk to you all then. Bye-bye.